Are you ready to head down the path to an abundant retirement? We're tackling the topics of the mind of the modern retiree here on Navigating an Abundant Retirement Radio. And now your host, Carol Dewey. Welcome back to Navigating an Abundant Retirement Radio. I am your host, Carol Dewey, and this week we are going to continue our discussion on personal finances and the application of the seven core principles that guide those practicing prosperity economics and what it looks like when you use them. Last week, we covered the seven principles of prosperity as the organizing principles of prosperity economics that guide our products, strategies, and decisions. I also mentioned they can also act as an opportunity filter to help us find new ways of thinking and greater money mastery. Today, I'm going to review several examples of what it looks like when you apply these principles. Example number one is saving money, and I mean to save money as a verb. When people start out saving money, some use bank accounts, which can be a good way to build an emergency fund. Others start putting their money straight into 401k plans and other investments inside of a qualified plan. Here are the problems and pitfalls with these typical strategies. Banks currently earn much less than 1% and it's taxable. Bank accounts are not necessarily private or secure. From civil asset forfeiture to cyber crimes, identity theft, liens, lawsuits, and garnishments, there are countless examples of how someone's bank savings have ended up in someone else's hands. Qualified plans make poor vehicles for savings. They subject money to risk, put it behind a tax wall, and tie up dollars where they cannot be used. Money can be borrowed from a bank only if you qualify for the loan, and rules for borrowing from a 401k plan are strict and for limited reasons. Investment options are limited in qualified plans. Typically, your choices are to take risks with securities or park your money in a cash equivalent, earning next to nothing. Regardless of whether a person saves in a qualified plan or a savings account, if they desire life insurance, they will have to pay additionally for term insurance that will expire after certain periods of time. Term insurance premiums must be counted as an opportunity cost as that money cannot be saved or invested elsewhere, nor is your family likely to ever receive the death benefit. A prosperity economic solution is to save in a high cash value dividend paying whole life policy from a mutual company structured with the maximum paid up additions. We say save, not invest, because insurance is not classified as an investment. It is more appropriate to compare cash value to safe, liquid investments that cannot lose value. However, there's really no comparison. Using this strategy, when held long-term, internal rates of return are currently between 3 to 5%, depending on age and health. You'll have greater returns and also more privacy and security than banks provide with no downside risk. Cash value is liquid. You can borrow against it at any time for any reason. It can also be withdrawn, but we don't recommend withdrawals in most situations. Cash value becomes all-purpose savings that, like a Swiss Army knife, can be used for multiple purposes. Home repairs, college tuition, a rental property down payment, health care costs, business expenses, a new car, etc. By being able to save in one large account instead of many other smaller single-purpose accounts, you can build liquidity and financial flexibility. 
Policy loans can be repaid on the borrower's schedule while the cash value used as collateral keeps growing, unaffected by the loan. Permanent insurance increases the policyholder's estate value and creates legacies for heirs and charities. The death benefit grows with a whole life policy and provides additional value to the estate. In certain situations, death benefits can be utilized by the policyholder while still living, as policies can be sold on the secondary insurance market or death benefits can be accepted accelerated according to riders in cases of terminal illness. An adequately funded permanent insurance policy with a waiver of premium rider can potentially eliminate the need for disability insurance or term life insurance. In many states, whole life policy cash value accounts are protected from liens, lawsuits, and in all states from the prying eyes of the IRS. Life insurance policy cash value is not counted as an asset for college, nor are dividends considered income by the IRS. Dividends can create reliable permanent retirement income at rates of return far beyond bank products, with greater protection and privacy of principal. Although not guaranteed, dividends have been paid by mutual insurance companies for over 150 years through every economic challenge imaginable. Now the big bonus of saving. Typical financial advice speaks of savings in terms of an emergency funds. They are so important that if you do not have liquid funds to sustain you for a number of months, you should save that first and obtain term insurance as needed or desired before you start a whole life policy. But the goal of prosperity economics is not to simply earn 3 to 5% on your earnings. Saving money is just the foundation, the first step to putting yourself in a position where you can put that money to work through real investments or other strategies. Saving isn't just for emergencies, it's also for opportunities. Remember we mentioned the velocity of money. One of the secrets that makes prosperity economics so effective is that these opportunities are where wealth building can start to really accelerate. Too often people have their savings and investments tied up in 15 different places where money is inaccessible. An IRA or two, a 401k, a 529 for each child, etc. They don't even see opportunities because they have no liquidity to take advantage of them. When people build up their savings and liquidity and have the ability to invest significant sums of money, new opportunities will suddenly start coming their way. Case study A. An entrepreneur we know was in the forestry business. One day he was able to use his policies to temporarily borrow money for the purchase of land with timber at an excellent below market price. The timber was cut and sold and he made an extremely healthy profit off of his investment of many times the interest rate that his policy alone was paying. The opportunity was made possible because he had access to the capital. His favorite saying is, if you have cash, opportunity will seek you out. Case study B, a client of ours came to us for help with analyzing a commercial real estate deal. It looked like a very solid deal as the property was producing almost 18% cash-on-cash return. However, using his whole life policy for leverage, he was able to purchase the property with much less money out of pocket, thereby increasing his effective rate of return to 111%. His actual cash flow was less, but the rate of return rose because he was now using the life insurance company's money instead of his own. A zero-down deal 
would have an infinite rate of return. Thus, he would also have the capacity to do more deals and earn more returns at a higher rate of return than using only his own cash. We use the circle of wealth calculators to tell the whole truth about money, including opportunity costs and other factors too often neglected by typical financial advice. And remember, when you use whole life insurance as a long-term savings vehicle, you also put death benefit in place. Not only do your savings outpace inflation when held long-term, but an additional asset is also added to your estate that can be used, for instance, to give a surviving spouse additional income or assets. Perhaps now you understand why the wealthy still utilize whole life insurance to build and keep wealth, even while most investors are told to buy term and invest the difference. Now, case study C, one of our clients purchased her first home, we'll call it property A, for $110,000 using a 3.5% down FHA loan. Then she saved money for a down payment on her second home, property B, and turned property A into a rental property. A few years later, property A had gained further appreciation and she was able to sell it for a profit of about $90,000. With the tax-free proceeds, she purchased another rental property, we'll call that property C, as well as paid off her consumer debt, bought a car, and took a vacation to Hawaii. Two years later, she refinanced property B, which was her home, and used the proceeds as a down payment on a new home, we'll call that property D, turning property B into a second rental property. Three years later, she sold the two rental homes, property B and C, for a gain of over $200,000. Over half of that money was not subjected to taxes of any kind as she had lived in property B for two two of the last five years and she still owned a home, property D, that she could either live in or rent for positive cash flow if she desired. In 13 years, she had created windfalls totaling about $300,000 and at the same time, she was a single mother earning about $60,000 per year in her day job. Could she have saved $300,000 plus from her salary in the same amount of time following typical financial advice? Absolutely not. But by utilizing many of the prosperity economics principles with the assistance of a healthy real estate market, she was able to think prosperously, see the big picture, control her money and her investments, move money through assets, not just to assets, and multiply dollars in the jobs that they did. If she would have just stayed in her first home and accelerated mortgage payments, she would still be paying off her home and would not have enjoyed those windfalls and fun created through ownership of additional properties. Example number two, a college education. The media tells parents to start saving in a 529 plan or Coverdell account. Many parents start when their children are born. Such college savings plans and accounts actually assist your child in disqualifying for financial aid by saving in vehicles that must be claimed on a FAFSA should they have otherwise been qualified, suffer the same problems as other typical investments in terms of high risk, low reward, low control, and limited investment options, often with high or unnecessary management fees, trap dollars in accounts that can only be used for limited reasons with strict rules. What if they decide not to go to college? 
In a coverdell, the child will pay taxes plus a 10% penalty on earnings if funds are not used within 30 days of their 30th birthday for college expenses. Drain money away from the parent's financial freedom. Remember those opportunity costs? Your child's college education will end up costing you much more than you think if you save for it in the typical way. And ugh, now there's even age-based plans for aggressive investors that share all the same issues and potential instabilities as target-dated funds. Some possible prosperity economic solutions for financing a college education might include option A, saving in your own or your child's whole life policy, often at internal rates of return approaching 5%. Policy cash value does not get counted against the child when financial aid is determined. Funds can be borrowed, tax-free, or withdrawn and used for tuition, housing, or other costs, including mentorships, apprenticeships, alternative or international programs that may not qualify for typical education loans. When funds are used as collateral for college costs, the underlying savings keep growing in the cash value account. This growth helps offset the cost of the policy loans. Funds can be repaid by parents and or the college graduate on a schedule of policyholders' choice. While dollars are being saved for college, they are also doing other jobs, such as providing protection, emergency funds, and more. Option B, a more leveraged way to use cash value savings for the entrepreneurial-minded might be to save in your own or your child's whole life policy, uh, but borrow against policy funds for a down payment on a triplex or a fourplex near the child's college of choice. The child lives in one unit while finding roommates and other renters to turn what would have been a college expense, housing, into a leveraged asset with cash flow and built-in lessons in business, real estate, and responsibility. Rather than coming away from college with a diploma and drained accounts, the family now has an asset that can continue to produce cash flow and gain equity. Cash flow from the property pays back the property down payment and, eventually, the mortgage and other expenses. Now you have a college graduate and an additional asset. Additional options with a little creativity, many other prosperity economic scenarios can be imagined, such as helping a child create a business to pay for college or hiring a child in an existing business to help them fund their own college education while producing a tax deduction for the business. Whatever options you choose, we recommend choices that will allow the student to participate in their own college funding in some way, perhaps through work, repayment, decision-making, etc. This fosters independence and confidence rather than dependence and entitlement. We also invite students and parents to take an honest, open-eyed look at the opportunity costs involved in college. Yes, you may choose to pay for college, even private college and advanced degrees, but you should make those choices only after understanding the whole truth about what those degrees will cost you. We can help with this. We even have special software to help you calculate the true cost of a college education, including opportunity costs. You probably don't want to know the answer though. I have a couple more examples to share with you, but that will have to wait until next week's episode. I'll cover how these seven principles apply to creating income and real estate opportunities, and then I'll wrap up our introductory series on prosperity economics. That's all I've got planned for you this week. Until next time, remember that navigating your abundant retirement starts today. I'd like to encourage you to continue our journey of enlightenment and education by subscribing to our podcast and downloading the show. See you next week. You should consult a financial advisor familiar with the specific circumstances of your unique financial situation before making any financial decisions. Nothing in this broadcast constitutes as a solicitation for the sale or purchase of any securities. 
any mentioned rates of returns are historical or hypothetical in nature and are not a guarantee of future returns. Carol Dewey is an investment advisor representative of Perpetual Wealth Financial, a Florida-registered investment advisor firm.